0: What's up? I usually dance during this part, so. We,
1: we do usually dance during this part. Also, <laughs> I just realized that my microphone now cuts right into my ribs. Oh, good. That's great. Oh, this good, is, gonna yeah, be, me this is gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Also, I have three mics right now.
0: <laughs> just in case people don't hear Never you. Never
1: has one nerd had so much amplification. <laughs> um, so normally what we do is we, we screw around for like 20 minutes and then we frantically over record, but we've been told that we have to stick to time. So we're actually gonna do that today. Uh, Natasha, do you want to give us just a really quick run through and then we'll dive in?
0: Yeah, well, thank you all for being here so early. Apparently, San Francisco is the city that sleeps (laughs) in, so I appreciate you all being here. And we're going to talk about our three themes of the year so far. Um, but we're going to start with, I think, the biggest present we could have gotten, which is our deal of the week. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> don't spoil it. Um, but it was it was an equity present, and longtime listeners will get why we are so excited.
1: It's not Kanye and Parlor.
0: It's not Kanye and
1: Parler. So no. don't, don't worry. And I don't think we're going to say the words Elon Musk, except for right then. Yeah. Done. You're, you're safe.
0: It's over. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do that, hop into our three themes, and then jump off.
1: I mean, we like, we have 29 minutes and six seconds left. Okay, let's do it. I hope everyone has a coffee or a pastry. They're <laughs> supposed to be around here somewhere. I don't know. I can't see them. Um, Shelby? Let's, Let's go. Okay, Marianne, you are the most organized, so you count me in.
2: Okay. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, one.
1: Hello and welcome back to Equity Tech Ventures Venture Capital focused podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. My name is Alex, and I I'm, I'm on stage at Disrupt, Woo! which is hilarious. Uh, it's been. We've been talking about this event since, like, March, and it's insane to be here. Uh, but, of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with the full crew. I have Natasha Moscavenas. Natasha, say hello.
0: Hello. This is so weird. I've, everyone always says, like, when they're at concerts to, like, be present and take it in, but I am very present, and I've taken it very
1: That's for people who are in well, the man. audience. You're supposed to be, like, organized and on point, I think, actually, is what <laughs> your job is. Uh, we also have Marianne Azevedo. Marianne, hi. It's so good to see you in person.
2: It's awesome to see you in person. I'm, it's, I can't even believe I'm here.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? We're gonna have 28 more minutes of this, so we better make it funny. (laughs) Um, So as always, equity is a show by VC, blah, 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 we won an award, blah, 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 downloads, skip the rest of that intro. Natasha, tell me about our deal of the week and why we are full of joy On this uh, Tuesday morning.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I feel like the crazy thing that happened yesterday was that we learned that Fast co-founder Dom Holland is returning to startups again. (laughs) Again. um, And we're gonna get into kind of why that's crazy. But I, the the tweet was basically, you know, he's been having fun, heads down, building the last over the last few months with a small team. They're gonna be releasing an alpha version, and Alex, it's B two B SaaS. So, you're welcome.
1: How how dare he come into my domain?
0: (laughs) You have to cover him now. (laughs) Me and Marianne are just going
1: to... When it was one-click online checkout, I didn't have to care because, (laughs) one, everyone was doing it. Everyone had already raised a bajillion dollars, and you knew most of them were going to either merge or implode. I didn't think Fast was going to end up imploding the way that it did, famously so, on the show and so forth. But uh, B2B SaaS, Marianne, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hype are you?
2: Honestly, it doesn't matter what it is that he's doing. I'm just kind of surprised he's doing it so quickly. After Fast imploded, um, I didn't expect it to be that fast. Can we, like, fast. walk through? Uh, no
0: pun intended. I know. I'll Save that. But um, can we walk through? Because you guys wrote the story about Fast shutting down, correct?
1: Uh, Probably. Can yeah. Can we
0: walk through what happened? Then it was, they burned a ton of cash. They hired too many people. Was that it? or?
1: Well, there's the third part, which they didn't make any money. They
0: didn't make
2: much money. We have six figures, and, like, they were valued at multiples higher than their revenue yeah, right
1: no offense to that multiple but if we're going to value equity on that kind of like <laughs> revenue multiple i'm pretty sure this show could retire <laughs> so that yeah. wasn't good and and they were they were so noisy was the thing you you felt like they were projecting this demeanor of excellence and it turned out they were building something that people weren't using um and also this is not the first time he's uh, had one of these yeah you caught
2: that that's crazy yeah so i don't know if people know this but Uh, in Australia apparently he started another company I don't even remember the name but it was like an Uber for towing au. okay yeah (laughs) Uber for towing Um, it also failed big shock. Um, and apparently he pissed off a lot of people in Australia. And it was thought that he came here to the US to kind of reinvent himself. And then he came here and pissed off a lot of people in the US as well. And so <laughs> I guess he's not done pissing off people
0: yet. Well,
1: maybe, maybe this is the time it all turns. Uh, no, probably not.
0: <laughs> well, so there was the story that we have in the script, which is the Stanford Stanford professor said failure is not a curse, but what's important is how failure happened. And I kind of liked that. Obviously, it's the nuance behind the numbers that I'm here for. But it's like, there was, there's was. there been so many layoffs and changes over the past year that it's not like just because Fast shut down, it was a failure. It was kind of the way in which it failed. Right, right. And I think that's important to remember. It's not just us being cynical. Yeah, you know? and the arrogance that
2: kind of came along
0: <laughs> yeah. with the
2: prior, the stuff happening prior to the failure. I think that arrogance is what just, the
0: arrogance and then the the huge drop, you know, it's like, Alex, are you going to cover the B2B SaaS company when it raises, inevitably?
1: probably. (laughs) I hate myself already. Also, I've learned uh, there's a new issue that we have with doing uh, equity on stage. Um, I haven't worn makeup in like four years. (laughs) And I usually like, it turns out I touch my face a lot. Oh, yeah. So now I've just got makeup all over my left hand. So (laughs) if you see me, don't let me hug you because you'll get a weird shaped handprint. Um,
2: (laughs) I forgot my glasses, so I can't see the script. And this mic is too high for me.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first day of Disrupt.
0: Wait, do you want to share with me? I can't see. You can't see. No, no,
1: It's it's not your laptop that will fix it. It's Marianne's eyes that need help. Uh, All
0: right, well, we're going
1: to just make it work anyway. (laughs) All right, enough about Dom, enough about Fast and whatever comes next. I think we'll all be watching. I'm here for a rebirth. I'm not here for folks getting a third try when some folks don't get a first, but... Let's move on. Oh, I'll take that. That person was listening. Uh, All right. We have have three key themes because we're doing a bit of a look back. And there's been a simply insane amount of change this year. We came into 2022 on a high. Venture capital was still pretty much going nuts. The stock market was in trouble, but not too bad. And then as the year has gone along, things have gone straight to hell, kind of, around the world, more or less. Okay. Uh, So we picked some themes. And Natasha, you are first about what is life like today out there for a founder?
0: I mean, I think the the reason the fast deal was a present for me is it perfectly proves my theme, which is that reputation these days is a super complicated thing. And you, we don't know when it matters and when it's completely irrelevant or when it's going to be like repackaged into like a competitive advantage. And this is why they're actually disruptive founders. And you should definitely back them again. Um, and so this year, I feel like we've seen a lot of like, you know, Tech Twitter blew up when Adam Newman got his return from Andreessen and
1: three hundred and fifty million dollars, the biggest check ever. Yes, mm.
0: um, but then you know, f- f- months before that, we saw, like in twenty twenty one, we saw this huge departure from Dispo and the investors being like, we're going to donate our profits to. Um, nonprofits or places that support with assault and so it was kind of this like dissonance that I was like okay okay like we know what's happening on the other hand on the other end I'm hearing a lot of VCs be like due diligence matters to me more than anything discipline matters to me more than anything and so I'm just at a place now where I'm like reputation matters but only sometimes and when we feel like it and maybe today because it's Tuesday sorry just before I forget to that
2: point on Twitter when um there was chatter about Dom's new plans. Someone someone said it'll be very interesting to see which VCs back this yes. new company is that what you were publicly. Say? Oh At no, least. I was gonna
1: make a completely oh, asinine okay. comment. because <laughs> <laughs> well, Natasha was like, you know, VCs are saying due diligence is back. And I'm like, yes, every time I'm super hungover, I would say I'm never drinking again.
0: There we go. That's what I'm saying. It's so yeah, crazy. Last
1: year true. due diligence was like this naughty word, like, Oh my gosh, you want to see the finances?
0: Yeah. You only have
1: twelve hours to make this investment, boy. You better get that wire transfer going. <laughs> Which
0: is it's ridiculous. whiplash. It's yeah. like very I, I feel for founders right now because I always like start most of my interviews off being like, I would never do what you do, but now especially it feels difficult. Um, My optimistic curve to my theme is that 90% of my stories about layoffs this year were a tip from an employee who was impacted. And so it's been kind of cool to see, you know, reputation be damned, um, employees speaking up and it developing into stories that do, you know, hold a company accountable. That impacts their recruiting efforts. It impacts their public image. And I love that. I love that, like, a single employee can like do that in this market. And that was completely hidden in a world where like everyone was buying into the, you know, the mission is my life and startup is family of 2021. Like 2022 feels a lot more realistic. Thank God. Like
2: uh, Mark Goldberg that I interviewed recently of Index Ventures that the killer quote from him was last year was the party, this year is the hangover. And I mean, it was the perfect analogy for what we've experienced in the startup world and venture capital. And I think we're, we're really just starting to see how hungover we are, you know,
0: it's
1: just, it was too much. I'm actually incredibly caffeinated right now. Yeah, me too. I'm
0: like freaking out
1: kind of. I'm (laughs) I'm actually levitating off my chair slightly. You can't see it. Uh, But I want to go back to the layoffs point Natasha, because reputation and layoffs is a thing I think we've seen is more closely aligned than people knew. Go back in time to early COVID. It's like May, June of 2020, Airbnb, I'm getting the month wrong, but roll with me. Like Airbnb cuts a bunch of their staff. And Airbnb did it in such a way that someone told me was designed to welcome those people back later when they had more money, aka revenue. Yeah. And you know what? It worked out. Airbnb rebounded. They had the talent to do so, and then they went public, and then now everyone hates them. But like the point is, it worked out in the short term, and I think that's an indication of reputation mattering quite a lot. And oh, if yeah. we're gonna do more layoffs, then it probably matters more now.
0: You know what's crazy to me though is like Fast sold, or that's a kind of weird way to put it, but like Fast had an agreement when it had layoffs and shut down that its engineers would go to a firm. That's right. And so I'm like, I wonder <laughs> if that was goodwill because he knew he was going to have them again or wanted them again one day. I agree with your point though. It, like. Very very much speaks for itself the way that i mean we don't get tips about companies that do it nicely right like i think we usually get tips of like people who were you that's know sad. given a 15 minute zoom call and then looked in their slack was
1: they had no longer had access what was that company lesser.com <laughs> i think i heard about a company that was doing this right? yeah i mean that was that's just
2: ongoing it, that saga has not ended is there anyone
1: left at better.com because i feel like at this point
2: their ceo <laughs> just the ceo there's actually i think a maybe a couple of thousand or so but they're from what i understand they're trying to whittle it down as much as possible because it's burning too much cash
1: yeah well so. it's a tough time in the real estate market in general in fact mm. remember when everyone was trying to solve the i buy problem because houses only go up yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like i grew up in that economy well we'll
0: save the cuz i feel like we're going to get to it when we get to your theme Yeah, but alex <laughs> Your theme is kind of like a continuation of all of ours. We all agree with each other a lot on this podcast, yes. as you guys probably know. We, we actually
1: need to bring someone else on who's just completely like you guys are all full of crap, and I don't. I think, that was, Danny
0: Crayton, I that think. was Danny Crayton. That was <laughs> Danny. Danny. We, we had that
1: person. There, there's some there's some equity friends and family in the audience today uh, who have who have been with us for a long time. Uh, so my theme is startups relearning how to be scrappy. We had Sarah Goa on the show. Now of not coalition capital. Conviction. Conviction capital, the other C capital, okay. Um, Formerly of Greylock for 10 years, well known in the space, and she was talking about how companies have to kind of rejigger how they go about doing things. Capital is more expensive, efficiency is prized, and you know, I think that means a lot more earned media versus buying billboards and tons of ads. I think that startups are gonna have to do a little bit more of inventing their own magic as opposed to leveraging and just leaning on outsized checks from outside their firm. And I think it's gonna be good for everybody. It's gonna to lead to better companies.
0: It's weird because I feel like at times I am like, okay, that means they're gonna like, you know, just like start like tweeting and like sharing their story publicly. I feel like, so the, the scrappiness I feel like is so subjective at times that I wish there was like a clear path to knowing the best way. But it, we talked about this on Equity Wednesday a few months ago, like everyone builds in public differently. And that's always the first definition of Scrappy when I think of it. I mean,
2: personally, I've always been impressed with the lean and mean mentality. Um, when companies, when I interview companies and they tell me they're going to double or triple their headcount, there's good and bad there, right? Like, are you sure you need to do that? And, you know, so, so some, uh, I'm more impressed with a company that's like, yeah, we've got 10 people and, you know, we're growing like 10x. And that's a lot more impressive to me than, you know. Hundreds and hundreds and you've got not much to show for it.
1: it. It also changes what recruiting means, because if you were going to triple your engineering team in the next eight months, you're going to have to be kind of like, we're going to take some some risks here. Yeah. But if you're going to hire one person from 10 to 11, that's 10% of your company. You're probably going to spend a lot of time on that one hire. You can open your water. Okay, okay. Make, make a lot of noise. Be really aggressive
0: about it. Okay, thank you. Also,
1: they, they put stickers on these for us. I feel so fancy.
0: Oh, I think because they, Okay.
1: We're not allowed to show brand names on stage. Yeah, that's why. Except Uh, for for, like, you know, key ones. But that's that's separate.
0: (laughs) Uh, Alex, I was going to ask you something. Yes, please. Is there a startup that you think really like embodies the startups who know how to be
1: scrappy right now? Well, I mean, ironically, the scrappiest startups are the ones we don't cover that much. Yeah. Because they don't have key kind of newsy milestones. I mean, we covered fast a bunch because they quickly raised a bunch of money. And so they were constantly pinging us and be like, hi, hi, hi. And uh, I think it was actually kind of an indictment of us that we were a bit too focused on the metrics they were sharing, which was like GMV growth week over month or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And we kind of missed the key story there, which was the actual business wasn't growing. So the scrappiest companies are often like um, like Zapier. Like we all use Zapier, we all know it exists, but do we cover them that much?
0: Yeah, no, we don't. We probably
1: should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to this, this is now equity therapy.
0: Yeah. I, I think like with like the bootstrapped conversation yeah. that that like is a you know wish list item for November maybe is like just focusing more on bootstrapped startups because they've kind of been waiting in the wings this whole time. We don't hear from them
2: all that often I have interviewed and written about a number of bootstrapped companies um, but I don't necessarily hear from them as much but I mean and, and also to that point we can't just write about a company that's bootstrapped unless there's there's something exciting. Or- also taking
0: on venture capital for the
2: first no, time. No, 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 no. <laughs> if
0: they'll
1: share growth yeah. metrics. We yeah. can talk about exactly. them. Exactly. Area companies still in business, not really a headline. Right. Yeah
2: but if they're, if they're willing to share some numbers and they are
1: impressed. Should we just
0: take the mics and talk about what we want people to tell us?
1: Yes. <laughs> Here's the top 10 things to tell us so we pay attention to whatever the hell it is you are currently doing. Uh, I wanna flip this around though because we're being kind of software centric it feels. Um, yesterday I was sitting in on uh, Tim Deshaunt's uh, speaker training session he's doing a thing about patient capital and kind of longer term horizons. Nice. kind of thinking about climate and more intractable engineering and science risks that we need to work on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And often venture capital has kind of a components play. Those things take a long time to build and are often very expensive. So when we say bootstrap, what we really mean is they've made a software product that monetized from day three. And that's one kind of company to build, but it's not the only one. And so if we're gonna tackle climate change and other things that are of great importance, there will need to be a lot of capital, but it'll just look different in terms of expectations and so forth. So I, I don't wanna like overly pigeonhole founders and say, you have to do one thing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. not at all.
2: Um, and also I think um, being like lean and mean is, is a good thing and, and raising money is a good thing, but it's how you spend your money, how you, how you treat your employees that really is is very important. Reputation, humility—all these things are, are just underrated. I think in the venture world, and part of this to me was seen last year when we saw venture money flowing like crazy. I mean, insane valuations, back-to-back fundraises, and um, I think investors had all this FOMO, and and funders were just wrapped up in it. And I think it was really bad for every everyone involved, and and you know, companies now probably are suffering because of this mentality that everybody had it was like this frenzy this funding frenzy that was going on It was just not sustainable. it's weird because
0: it's like Andreessen still wrote its biggest check to date maybe I mean the 350 million we don't know how much of it is, what is equity real estate but, stuff is associated right with that so that, that's the hard part is like a lot of people are telling founders right now it is the hardest time to raise this is really hard it sucks okay that's not true but if you're not if you're a white male founder it's very different it's it's harder for the people that it's you know, always been harder for, is what I'm trying to say, which is a frustrating nuance that's often missed.
1: Well, it's funny because when I was learning about VC back when I was younger... Uh, I was I was told that you know constrictions lead to a lot of creativity essentially yeah. if you don't have all the things in the world you'll have to prioritize more ruthlessly make better choices cut things that aren't working focus on what does blah 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 we've all heard this and then we went to kind of the overfunded overfed kind of the foie gras startup model last yeah. year and they were just force-fed just buckets of money Do you guys know
0: I accidentally ate foie gras ones because I thought it was like gras met grass as a vegetarian <laughs> Did you
1: think it, meant so I ate grass. it
0: and I loved it I loved it and then that was it sorry oh I had God. to take that and admit it on stage how <laughs> long have you been veggie <laughs> Since I was 13 so a decade. You, you at 13, or more than a decade, yeah. yeah. what?
1: You were much more interesting at 13 than <laughs> I was. <laughs>
0: no, no, I didn't have Foie gras at 13. I no, was no, like no, You made the choice to become vegetarian oh, yeah. at 13. Jesus. I had a bad McChicken and it was like you, Is that what did it? That was what did it. Everyone's like, that's so like brave of you. And I was like, it's not. I was
1: attacked oh, by a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. And I stopped eating. That's a that's like once I, that's like crashing a go-kart and never driving a Ferrari.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm a teriyaki chicken sometimes. <laughs>
2: Anyway, that. right. about you. It's just, I love when I learn things about
0: you. <laughs> I was going
1: to tell my my, my uh, poetry magazine analogy about venture capital fundraising, but I feel like no, please do. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so my dad told me a story about a small poetry magazine, little teeny thing, barely scraping by. I mean, poetry plus magazine, not the best business model in the world. And there was this rich person who loved it. They died, and they left a bunch of money to the small poetry magazine, and then it, it immediately failed. Because it had no structure in place to handle an influx of capital, mm-hmm. didn't know how to hire, didn't know how to scale. And I feel like last year, many startups that could have been smaller businesses figuring things out, getting to you know, yeah. market fit and so forth, which we're talking about here on the TC Plus stage in a little bit. Um, they would have had a much better chance of, of hiring more intelligently, having to do fewer cuts this year and just mm-hmm. had, had stronger, more kind of wholesome, winsome businesses. Yeah, um, so I think, I think so. it's going to be good, although it'll be boring for us. Because people won't be like, oh my God, I raised again. Hee hee he. yeah. Every 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> that is what happens, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and shall
1: we? Yeah, let's do the third one. So Marianne, uh, your theme is uh, very, very good advice. It's Go a, a it.
0: subtweet at better.com. Let's just be clear. <laughs> well,
2: it's, it's actually very much related to everything we've been talking about. Um, as we've mentioned, we've been covering layoffs all, all year round. They happen, right? I mean, we're not saying that if a company has to conduct a layoff that they screwed up or they necessarily did something wrong, it just could be an honest... Up in, in running their business. However, we have seen also many examples of companies just overhiring with CEOs admitting it, that they overhired. Um, let's see, how many did we have that? You know Robinhood did that, Robin didn't did that? they? did that.
0: Yeah. Better.com,
2: Vishal, oh, Garth. Peloton, CEO I have the script for you. Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah. You're literally talking without a script right now. Yeah, That's crazy. It's all right. uh. um, but
2: yeah, so a number, a number of companies where CEOs <clears throat> are admitting, okay, we screwed up, we overhired, we went crazy, and then they're like laying off like crazy, um, so to me this this really sucks because the people that are impacted the most by this are these employees, right? And and they're getting hired in these boom times, and they're all excited. We worked on a story, Christine Hall and I, where we talked to former Better.com employees, and it was it was just so messed up to hear like they were genuinely like, shattered, you know? they were like Their
1: personal lives.
2: Yeah, and just, you know, they were treated like shit. They were screwed over. Even after they got laid off, they couldn't collect unemployment. Oof. You know, they got less severance than their, their colleagues that were let go earlier in the year. I mean, all sorts of things. So it's like, like we, to the point earlier, if you're going to lay off... You know, do it in a in a good way. Do it in a sensitive way. There are ways to do it. Be transparent.
1: I want to get back to this very important point. But now that Marianne has broken the profanity barrier, I'm a lotus. Did swear. she curse? She said. Wasn't that oh. supposed to? Now I'm now we're off the chain. I said crap earlier because I was like I don't know the rules.
0: Oh, sorry. Who's in charge? <laughs> you, Alex. Thank oh. you. I think you're hosting. Sorry.
1: No, no one told me if I was allowed to uh, to swear or not. But thank you, Marianne, for breaking that barrier. Uh, back to your very important point about manners, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, just you know, like treat treat your employees well so like Airbnb like he was talking yeah. about I mean if you do a layoff right it doesn't have to be like negative headlines are negative for your company and it doesn't mean people are never going to want to work for you again right i mean if Clearly. you if you handle it well you're transparent you're sensitive you you do it okay it's fine but so many companies have not and and that's that's just not,
0: you know, that's not good. There's there's like one startup continuum built by Carda's former head of something, people maybe? Um, and it's kind of gives you an executive for a few months and helps you, walks you oh, through layoffs. Oh, and I'm kind of surprised that oh, we about there's not yeah. more of these services. Like, I, I mean, I'm surprised that we don't even have something on the site that's like, here's how to conduct a layoff. Well, I- we did that one story.
1: How, how to to not to downsize
0: taught you how not to downsize. Who wants to write the
1: story? Here's how I mean, to yeah, fire I don't people. want to write that.
0: But I, I all, all I'm saying is, I feel like it's a free startup idea in a way, right? Like,
1: have you been laid off before?
0: I've not. Okay,
1: have you been have you been laid off?
2: I think I was like once, but it was fine. I wanted to be so. Oh, you
1: okay. wanted to be fired.
0: That's like such a mood when you're like at a point with the company you're like severance. I was, I was actually maybe happy about
2: it, me? so that was different. <laughs> when
1: I laid <laughs> off, I didn't get severance. I was working for a startup in Chicago. And we gathered in the founder's living room and he was like, well, we're out of money. So that's that. And we were all like, ah, (laughs) It was easy.
2: Well, before I forget, also, since I don't have my script here, um, something else though, like before you get to the layoff point, like back to the hiring process to begin with, be more strategic about it. Like be more thoughtful about it. Really think, okay, do we need to fill so many roles? Do we need to hire 50 million salespeople? Do we need this many of this? Like, don't just go crazy and think, oh, we got all these millions of dollars, so let's spend it. No, you don't have to spend it. You can save some of it. You can, <laughs> yeah, you know, because runways things that like staying, downturns guys. happen, right? <laughs> and you might not be able to raise again so soon. So, like, I just, it goes back to your, let's, you know, be scrappy. Don't be, like, spending money like crazy. You know, you're, even if you have the millions doesn't mean you have to spend them. Hundreds, hundreds
1: of, of millions. Tens of, yeah, I was about to say millions yeah. is, is billions. Don't hit me with a pre-seed round. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So we only have a couple minutes left. I wanted to um, be self-indulgent, more so than usual, actually, and say that this is not the first time we've had this little podcast at Disrupt. We've done this a a number of times, but usually we would be, like, tucked in the back on the first floor with little handheld mics, and we couldn't hear each other, and the audio quality is bad. We have to shout. And we've been slowly upgraded throughout the years, and uh, now we're here. And it feels, it feels like vindication, ha! We right didn't give after,
0: up. Right after hitting 10 million yeah, I yeah. downloads. So that was super <laughs> exciting.
1: Oh, that reminds me. Um, I forgot this in my little intro spiel. Uh, we have pens. And a P-I-N-S. Apparently I can't say the word pins correctly. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: we don't have pens. Pins. <laughs> pens.
1: We can't do this again. <laughs> I can't take happened. the abuse one more time. We have small icons that you can pin onto your jackets if you would like to. For the Equity Show and then Chain Reaction tomorrow and then Found on Thursday. Yeah. There's 200 each day. And then when they're gone, they're literally gone. Because I don't know where they came from. They just appeared randomly. So if you want one, they will be somewhere. And if you see us, we will probably have some in our pocket. Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: I'm taking handfuls. You're taking handfuls. I'm gonna Don't- jump off of the stage and take handfuls. It's not a rock concert.
1: It's a nerd <laughs> podcast. Uh, and then what I want to do just before we go is hear about what you guys are doing this week. What's coming up?
0: Oh man. I'll start. I am interviewing Chief's co-founders later today. They are building a membership company for women in positions of leadership. So we're gonna talk about how their competitors have failed and how they are still winning and are still alive. Wait.
1: What was the company's name? Chief. Chief. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like, what was that uh, women's only? The Wing. The Wing, the wing yeah. which just died.
0: It just died this year. Yeah. Um, and if you stay around for that one, it's gonna be on the Disrupt stage. I'm really proud of the title I chose for it and I'm not gonna ruin it. So you'll, you'll see if you, you know if you know.
1: Is, is it in the agenda?
0: Yeah, so, so don't look so, so until now. So everyone knows. Anyways, it's a, it's, it's, uh, okay, anyways, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> compartmentalize that. Um, I'm talking to Kevin Hart tomorrow, which is gonna be crazy. I'm wearing heels on purpose. How
1: how is the uh, how is it dealing with the celebrities team?
0: It was it was exactly what you think, and um, I've talked to his trainer. His trainer's awesome.
1: His physical trainer. His
0: fitness trainer. I'm pretty sure.
1: Why did you talk to his trainer? It's not
0: just a fitness trainer; it's a business. Um that's and, and then the last my last talk is with Clubhouse, uh, so we're gonna talk about what happens after all the hype fades and how you rebuild. So that's gonna be on this stage, and I think I'm closing out the show on the last day. So I think around. you're the
1: last thing on this stage yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. 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 And then we're all gonna pile over to hear how the battlefield uh finals go i think oh, after yeah. that so we're gonna wrap up here i think an hour before the disrupt stage and then we'll all just shuffle as a group around the corner and then go stand and stare right at matt burns's face where's burns He's somewhere yeah uh, i can't see marion what are
2: you working on um tomorrow i am interviewing or there's going to be a panel that i'll be moderating with uh ramps ceo airbase ceo and Anthem is Investor. That'll be interesting. They're going to talk about how to compete while not losing your mind and your runway. So that should be fun.
1: So they should just listen to the show and then they'll be fine.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, Super tactical. Yeah, well,
2: we're, we're just the experts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay.
2: No. Um, then I have a fireside chat tomorrow with um, Brex co-founder, CEO, um, tomorrow afternoon, as well as one of his early investors, Anu um, with YC. Broke. Oh, I Yeah. She'll be there too. And then Thursday I'll be talking to Parker Conrad from Rippling about some new product announcements. And also
1: have. another kind of one of those second chance stories.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. true.
1: Zenefits is still echoing in the background of the startup world.
0: Is is it just you and Parker on stage? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be so fun.
1: Which stage is it on?
2: Main, or er, sorry, disrupt.
1: There you <laughs> <go. Yeah>. Two <laughs> <Disrupted>. main stages. <laughs>
2: It's been, habit, habit. I know. We've been having
1: habit. that conversation all week long. And <laughs> yeah. then uh, tomorrow, chain reaction, that'll be Jackie Melanick, uh, Anita Ramaswamy, and Lucas Matney. And then on Thursday morning, found, which is Jordan Crook, and then uh, Daryl from Canada.
0: Yeah, Daryl, who's on three podcasts and somehow gets away with it. Um, that's that's <laughs> the Alice, best what job are you to doing during this conference. Yeah. Are you doing anything
1: at all? So, what we've done is we've turned me into something like a, like a, like a show pony. You yeah. just trot me out in between <laughs> things, and I'm just going to say things like, break. And then I'm going to go backstage.
0: Guys, laugh at his jokes, because we won't be here the whole time to laugh at his jokes. <laughs> so you laugh at his jokes for me. Thank you. I, I
1: don't actually have that many jokes yeah. planned, because I was in a complete panic before I came on stage, <laughs> and I was outside. like, just remember the three things you have to say, <laughs> and then sit down, don't faint. And I pulled that off. I did not fall over, so I'm very proud of myself.
0: <laughs> yes. Good job. Um, awesome.
1: And then the last thing I want to say before we go is, this is a surprise week for the technology market, because last time I checked, the stock market's going up oh, for the first time I in that. a while. And that means that instead of this being a doom and gloom, sad times fest, we can celebrate the fact that, for once, the market's sending us good news. So good vibes, everybody. I hope you found a whole bunch of coffee. And uh, we are now going to shut up and go away and get ready for the first actual session. This has to leave, so we're going to do that. And then uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. Enjoy the show. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Equity Wednesdays are hosted by myself, TechCrunch senior reporter, Natasha Mascarenas, editor-in-chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm, and TechCrunch senior reporter, Marianne Azevedo. We're produced by Teresa Locansolo with editing by Kel Keller. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator. Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Picovet manages TechCrunch audio products. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.